0: Hello, it's a wonderful Friday, and welcome back to Speaking for Him. Today is the third week of Advent, the Shepherd's Candle Joy. I'm Dan Van Zalen and here is your host, Andrew Gomison.
1: Hello, Dan. It's great to be with you, and I'm really enjoying these contemplative uh, podcast episodes that we have about Advent, just slowing things down a little bit and um, just being in a reflective mood about the things that are coming as we approach the Christmas season, and uh, I hope that you will enjoy this podcast. Um, we're going to send it over to Denise in just a moment because she has some special reflections on this word. But uh, first, let's go to Dan Van Zalen for the quote of the day.
0: Alrighty then. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah
1: 8.10 And uh, because um, Denise had made mention, if you've listened to our Thanksgiving podcast, that joy was kind of her word for the year for 2018 thought it would be fitting that she take the lead on this show and uh, give us some thoughts. But first, Naomi, can you give us our third Advent fact?
2: Yes. It gradually developed into a season that stretched across the month of December. And just one little thing. Um, I was, when I was, thanks to Denise, listening to podcasts and YouTube videos about it, I guess they had split it originally, so the first would be the anticipation of his birth, and then the second was the anticipation of his coming. I could have that backwards, but I thought that was kind of neat, his second coming, which we look forward to.
1: Yes, and we will, be, we will be reflecting a little bit on that on our final podcast as we wrap up for this series. But uh, first, Denise, do you have thoughts on joy?
3: Oh, I have a lot of thoughts on joy. But thank you, Andrew, for having us in again. And, um, yeah, when I don't know anything about Advent, I've just learned about it as we've been studying it. So when Andrew brought it up, I thought, okay, yeah, we can study Advent. And then I found out there was a pink candle and I went, oh, there's a pink candle. I, I want part of that. And then we found out it was joy. And I said, I want joy. That's, that's <laughs> mine. I really want that. So, uh, yes, as you said, I pick a word for the year. And, um, and when I say I pick a word for the year, it doesn't really happen that way. God gives me a word for the year. And it usually comes with a verse. And my word for the year was joy. And I love that. All through Advent, it's been the anticipation, the anticipation. And then we come to this pink candle. And it's Hooray! joy. I know. It's like, joy! okay, we've have, we have made a turn. And as you light that candle, and I'm saying this, we're recording this before the Christmas season. I just want to remind myself that, and to everybody else out there, this is the week where it just... I feel like it's just before Christmas. It's the stressful. It's the panic. It's the I have a million thoughts, and I, I there's a million the things to do. It's the kids doing bananas because they're <laughs> yes. so happy.
1: Yeah.
3: And um, and you have to go back to that joy. It's that lighting the candle. It's the the slowing it down. And it's like, well, how do I find joy in all this chaos and all this darkness and all this all this? And you, <laughs> you go back to it's when we go back to our Thanksgiving. It's you, you're thankful in all things. We're thankful to God for his gift for us. We're we're thankful for what this season is. And we go back to that um, with a child. We were talking about Charles Dickens, and he says, it is good to be children sometimes and never better than at Christmas when its mighty founder was a child himself. And just that joy of the Christmas and that it's a gift. I mean, like, Christmas is a gift, people. Let's be excited. It's, it's a new candle. <laughs> it's up. It's. I'm so excited about it. And I'm
1: so excited. The interesting thing is I love that quote from A Christmas Carol, by the way. And one thing that my dad has said, because I, I mentioned off mic, that my dad absolutely loves the story of A Christmas Carol. And one thing that he's really sensitive to, because he reads the book every year, too, is the way that different film producers sanitize it. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely <laughs> a line that doesn't make it into very many films. Mm-hmm. If, you know, I think there may be one or two films that that's in, but for the most part, that one doesn't make it in. But to me, it's the crux of the matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's why we shared a Christmas Carol on um, the speaking for him podcast a few years ago, because I really feel like it does point to true redemption, you know, Whereas as a sanitized work, it kind of points more to good works. Like I'll do better. And so that's why that's true. That's why I'll be better. Mm -hmm. But just making this Christmas season about our reaction to the founder of Christmas, the Christ child, will make it 10 times better than it ever would be without him. So just to keep that in mind. I
0: feel that just to be fair to the poor directors and producers who have to make these Christmas Carol movies, it probably should be mentioned that if they did follow the book properly and had the whole thing, <laughs> it would probably be a six or eight hour movie and they're not allowed to do that. Well, right, right. not quite that bad because
1: it is a short book. We did the whole yes. book in just under two hours. Well, so,
0: the reading it is actually faster because when they do the movies, they have to do the showing of everything. Well, that's you have to true. Wait and there's that's time true. That's true. And I remember taking – when I was taking classes and they mentioned, well, this is how you uh, take a two-hour play and make it down to like a one-hour play or less. You have to be extremely ruthless with what you cut out. And unfortunately, you end up missing gems mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just – I mean but that's really where we're at. That's what, why we're having Advent because – we, and it really fits too with what Jesus said. What did he say? In order to come to me, you have to have the faith of a little child. You have to have the heart of a child. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so important to emphasize. All right. Um, so, so the first scripture passage that we're going to read, um, I have under the heading, uh, the shepherds rejoice at the proclamation of the angels. And Dan, will you read that one? Of course.
0: And lo, the
1: angel of the Lord came
0: upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you great tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger." And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told to them concerning this child. Luke 2, 9 through 17.
3: You can read my Christmas story at home anytime you want. That was Mm -hmm. awesome. I agree.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any thoughts on this particular passage, ladies?
3: Well, it says, um, you know, fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy. And I love how they tell you to how the angels are telling them to go forward, to go forth and tell the joy. And you know, when we you're talking about joy, like this season can be really hard for people. It can be a sad season, you're missing someone, mm-hmm. or there there's a lot of sadness here. When Jesus was born in that situation, it was it was sad.
0: There's a lot of bittersweet feelings.
3: Yes. And, you know, when we were talking about joy, it's not that fakeness. It's the you, when you're filled up with God, you can't help but spill it out. So when I mean, like they were so filled with that joy that they had to spill it out. And how do you do that? You just you do it by spending your time with God, which is who we're celebrating. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think there goes unnoticed notice this story. Two little miracles. Um, first, you have to remember the shepherds were basically pariahs. They're almost the outcasts. They're lowest of the low. As far as the society went and the angels came to them. I'm sure the first thing that came to their minds is, oh, we're screwed. We've messed up so bad that the God has to execute us personally. And, and then they start called, with
3: fear not. Yes. And they start yeah.
0: with fear not like sweet.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't have to be afraid. This is great. But
1: I'm still absolutely terrified because these are angels and oh my word. They're
0: super powerful. And I'm kind of scared still. Mm. But then they went and they found Jesus. With haste. With haste. They ran. They left their responsibility, which could have gotten them killed. There's so many things here. Yeah, they could have been killed for leaving the sheep out there. But they left. They found Jesus. And they were filled with great joy. And they ran around telling everyone. People who
3: shouldn't be telling. I mean, those were the people who were telling. It's just amazing.
0: They went around telling everybody. And here's the thing. Not a single person disbelieved them. I know. These are the guys that are basically looked as the liars, the cheats, the dirty hobo on the corner.
3: Can't do anything else. You're
0: gonna watch sheep. Yeah, and they are believed immediately.
3: Because I think that joy, just that oh, that being radiated with him, just out. Dead. Him. Yeah, and that's what I want. I want to. I want to have God's joy in me so much that it radiates out. And oh, I just love it. I just get so excited. <laughs> Okay, what are we moving on to? I can keep going. I can just keep
1: going. No, this is good stuff, but Naomi, did you have any thoughts? I think they're doing pretty
2: good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is is really good. Well,
1: Naomi, I'm glad you have the mic, though, because we're going to have you read the next passage, which is, The wise men joyfully journeyed to meet the king.
2: And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Matthew 2, 1 through 11.
0: We three kings of (laughs) Orient are...
1: And and I just have a few thoughts about this passage. First of all, think about this. Um, It says in the end of this passage that they went into the house... And found the young child with Mary, his mother, and probably um, Joseph was there too. But depending on the time of day. But yeah. talking mm-hmm. about um, Jesus as a young child, that means that it very well could have been that that, is, that the wise men were traveling for up to, you know, a year and a half, maybe even two years. I because, heard they were like,
0: probably traveling two years.
1: Because later in the passage, Herod. Because his goal in finding Jesus was not to worship him. His goal was to annihilate him because yep. he was jealous. And so he had every baby killed that was two years old and under. So we know that Jesus was somewhere in that range of a year and a half to two years when, when the wise men saw him because he inquired of when the star appeared. So it seems to imply that the star appeared when Jesus was born. And stayed. And stayed. Mm. And then disappeared. With the wise men (laughs) for two years. I mean, we're talking about advent. We're talking about anticipation. Uh, Can you imagine being one of those wise men? And we don't know if there were three. We traditionally say there were three, but there could have been more. There was three gifts. And those gifts have significance too because it's very possible that the gold helped pay for their trip to Egypt when they fled um, the king. And the frankincense and myrrh are are spices that kind of signify that he would die as a sacrifice for us. So there's great significance in these things. I was told
0: once myrrh is traditionally used as a burial spice.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. All ties together. Mm -hmm. And
2: both of them as an essential oil are um, healing, which Mm -hmm. I think is kind of neat because God came to heal. Yes,
1: Yes. he did. Mm -hmm. um, There's a there's a verse and a common saying that there is a bomb in Gilead and that mm-hmm. is Jesus. Mm-hmm. He really came into a messed up world. And even though our world still seems messed up, the Bible says that creation groans because not only did he come once, he's going to come again.
0: Yep. So the creation question, is very anticipatory.
1: So the question mm-hmm. to ask as we end this third week is, are you rejoicing? Do you have that joy that Denise talked about that was her word of the year for 2018? and Maybe for you it could be your word of the year for 2019. Maybe this will be the start of something very amazing and new. Jesus said, Behold, I make all things new. And he can do that in your life as well. Um, Dan, did
0: you have any closing thoughts or... Well, I kind of jokingly sung We Three Kings of Orient Are. Uh, but the thing is, that's probably where they were from. The mm-hmm. India, you know, the more Western areas of Asia. Um, and as wise men, they were sages. And one of the big things at the ta- that time was astronomy and mm-hmm. trying to predict the future from the uh, stars. And astrology, yeah. And sure. astrology. And these guys had, for one, Absolutely zero clue about Jesus. They didn't know any of the prophecies. All they knew was the Jewish people were a people who worshipped a singular God, which was really, really weird. Mm -hmm. And that the star said, hey, wake up, pay attention. Something important has happened.
1: They went. They saw. They worshipped. And And, they had no basis for it. it. And I always wonder – um, how that changed their life going forward. Oh, yeah. like We don't read much. We don't read anything about them after that. But I wonder. They were likely um, still respect, very To respect. myself, if they're going, if we're going to meet them in heaven and be able to I say. I kind of hope we do. You yeah. know, what was it like? What was it like to go on this trip? How, you know, how many people thought you were crazy? Who did you leave behind? You know, yeah. I've referenced Pilgrim's Progress and that we're hoping to do a dramatic, reading of it in the future and one of the things about that is he had to leave behind his friends he had to leave behind a lot of people that thought he was kooky because because it's not wasn't popular and that's what you'll have to do if you want to experience the real joy of advent is say i'm going to embrace jesus even if the world thinks that i'm stupid the bible says that paul said he was willing to be a fool for christ
0: yep You have to remember that these three wise men were scholars, They had no real, you know, warrior skills or probably even really great, all that great traveling skills. And they still took on what was probably considered to be an insane journey with no idea when it was going to end.
3: In the dark. I love that. It was a star in the dark and that darkest time is when they had to find that star and it was the light that led them. They had to travel
0: at night.
1: Yep. And you can tell that they were learning to follow God, too, because later on in the passage, if we read further, you'd find that God warned them in a dream, don't go back to Herod because he wants to harm the child.
0: And they said, okay, we're And leaving. they listened,
1: you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't imagine what that would be like, but they, they did.
0: They were perhaps soft physically, but they were very
1: strong spiritually. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... With that, I will just leave you with this final thought and this question of, are you rejoicing today? My hope is that you are rejoicing. If you know Jesus and you are thankful for his incarnation, for the fact that he came to earth, then you can indeed be rejoicing no matter what your circumstances. As the Apostle Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always and again. I say rejoice. And he said that from a prison cell, which was probably no more than a hole in the ground or a cave. Um, and uh, it says in Philippians where that takes place, that he basically implies that he was witnessing the whole time. He was probably chained between two guards. And it said that the saints, the end of that, the end of that passage says the saints of fair of Caesar's house greet you. Which means that some of those guards, some of those staff members, that um, who he was imprisoned in Rome with, came to receive the gospel because he would not shut up about the <laughs> wonderful uh, joy that God had given him.
0: Stubborn guy. When I
1: read that, I was I'm always humbled because he wrote that from a jail, and it's not the jails that we see today. Uh, uh. So that's that's our challenge for you today. Are you rejoicing? And if you need something to rejoice in, rejoice in the Lord. And so with that, I will say, have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Join us next week as we conclude our Advent celebration.
3: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gommerson. Founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking the number four H I M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com/speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.